folks? Welcome to another episode of Young About Pat Tay. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. What's that? <laughs> Throwing it we're, back. We're bringing back what's up. Bringing back what's uh, up. <laughs> Remember that? Well, we're both feeling good because we both just did a shot of mezcal straight from Oaxaca. We'll get to we'll get to that, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But uh, needless to say, it's a great way to start off any podcast or I any will, just d- any day. I will never say no to a shot of mezcal. Never. I, I never have. Uh, never why have, would I? Never will. No. Well, I mean, it because I, I don't know why. Honestly, I, you know, I like to say you yes. have to be a crazy person. I like to say yes to life. You know, uh, yeah, Lachaim, baby. It's that's the that's that's the mantra. That's we're gonna go in 2018. Lunch wine, positive vibes, and day mescal. Yeah, day mescal and Lachaim, bro. Well, you know, we're strong advocates of lunch wine, and we live that lifestyle. But day mescal is a dangerous lifestyle to be living. It's an extremely slippery slope. I feel like unless you're like an agave farmer in Oaxaca, day mescal is a hard lifestyle to maintain. Um, mm, I mean, I guess it depends. You know, chefs and comedians, we, we don't necessarily have a day job. So maybe d- you don't. D- d- <laughs> day drinking. Well, you know, you know yeah, you're, yeah. you're open during the afternoon sometimes. We're in the afternoon, but like, you know, we get to the, I mean, sometimes I get to the restaurant as early as seven in the morning. As long as you're sober enough for your night shift, then boom. See, sobriety is overrated. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I could definitely do my job. How much, not you, how much do you drink at work usually? Um, it depends. It really just uh, does depend on the day. Um, depends on who comes in as well. Right. Like, you know, if you're in, yeah. if you're in the thick of shit and it's like, you know, you're you're slamming, you don't have time. If I, I try to, I'm I'm I try to get like a like a like a line shot in. If we're like really right. slammed, everyone's like working hard. It's like get me like four right, yeah. shots of whiskey. Line shot. You know. Line shot's always nice. And I, I always uh, I'm a big fan of like giving like a post you know shift beer. Right. The yeah. post shift drink traditional. But let's be real. I'm the king, so I'd probably drink the most. <laughs> Like, honestly. Well, right, exactly. If you're just a cook working on a line, then it's like you you don't have the authority you're, to you're, call for a shot. Now you're just sneaking kitchen brandy. You're drinking Madeira. But when you're like shitty Paul Mason Madeira the, <laughs> and sneaking, Ray Nal brandy, sneaking shots of cooking sherry in when the back as you're stressed out. When I was a young line cook a long time ago, mm. I when I worked at Saute Station, mid eighties, we, we had this like brandy that came out of a box in dry storage. Oh sure, and you I would just, I would just mix it with Coca Cola. And that would fuel me throughout my entire shift. I feel like that's probably pretty standard for for cooks on the line. And, and if you're listening to this and you work at my restaurant and you work <laughs> at a station, you. don't fucking do that. Don't do that because I'm behind the line with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And there's I'll boxes see. of cooking wine in the kitchen. Those are for fucking cooking. Yeah, we actually my old so he doesn't work there anymore. And I'm and I and if he listens, Ryan Ryan Duval, one of my best shout friends. out to Ryan Duval. I love you so much. You're a great guy. But Ryan did the weirdest thing. He was like my chef de cuisine. He was the and, CDC. But he would drink our our cooking white wine out of the box. He would put it in a deli That's, cup wow. and have it during. And it was awful. And it's, it's, it's awful. For it's for cooking. It's absolutely for cooking. Yeah. It's like Mountain Glen brand fucking <laughs> wine from like some place that you don't oh, know where it's man. from. It's not even frenzy. Right. It's not for drinking. No, it's, it's ab- not it's, drinking. It actually wine. probably says like not for human consumption not, on the, bo- not on the box. Not potable. Non-potable yes. wine. Yeah, he he did it all the inside. time. And I would and I would be like Ryan, like you don't have to do this to yourself. And you just kind of look at me right. and just like we shrug. have good wine. Yeah, he would just like shrug and like it was like yeah, right. It's my call. He doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't give a fuck. He's a great guy. Love him. Mm. Miss him to death. I don't. I don't really like. I I feel like. <laughs> 
the question, the the off mic question was, did, did he, he die? die? Well, he, like, he moved to New York City, so, so effectively, yeah. So we're gonna see so that on, guy Honestly, he, he he died to the restaurant. Right, he's exactly. He doesn't he's, exist. He's dead to the walls. He's an, he did not die he, he from drinking die. cooking wine. No, right? we didn't. should make that clear. Uh, if if but, you're hooked on the cooking wine, get help. But there's there's hope for you. Yeah, Ryan's not dead. But uh, good. I think you know, good health, good weekend. Yeah, you know, ate I, some ate some good food. What would you? You finally went to Everson Royce Bar. I finally went to Everson so, Royce Bar. So for our non alley listeners, Everson Royce Bar. We've talked about it a lot on the pod. You know, it's a it's a place in the Arts District downtown. It's fantastic. It's one, you know that burger. It's a lot of heat on that burger. I love the sign. It just says bar. It's a, it's a great yeah. bar. It's like. They got it's, a little, it's got a little good, like plaque that's like Osteria Francescana yeah. style, which is like exactly. It's amazing. It's got great cocktails. It's got great wine. It's got like a bar menu that's not trying to do too much, but everything on it's great. And it's very and it's uh, and, and it has ten, a nice like ten and, items and it's it has great. a nice back patio. It's a that's beautiful all you back need patio. for a perfect bar. It was, it was cold last night too. It's been exactly. it's been freezing it's been chilly out in here in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles folks. It's ridiculous. Wearing a chunky sweater right I now. I wore two layers, long sleeve layers last night. Yeah. I might as well have been in Siberia. It's insane. <laughs> well, you went to an outdoor bar on like a cold you know night. What, you know, but here's the thing. It wasn't actually that cold. I actually took off my outer coat okay. and was sitting in just like a long sleeve. It was great. Okay. But they have they had patio heaters and everything. It was right. a beautiful patio. Beautiful patio. Big tree in the middle. Great. Big fan of that. Like at like a Bocce court? Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Day wine, bocce. What am I, a 65-year-old Italian man? Yes, maybe I am <laughs> in my heart. But it, it was it was great. Had the burger. I mean, fucking amazing. Great, really great is, burger. It really is. Had good. some steam buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French fries, Kennebec potato French Ooh, fries, which fries. are always just everything like on that menu the, is great. The best. Um, hamachi tostada, which was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Some daiquiris, some white wine. Damn. It was a, it was a good evening. Having a fucking Sunday. Over I had here. a great Sunday. I mean, with my, I spend Sundays with my daughter, and mm-hmm. we went out to to. Katsuya, which has no declined pun- significantly <laughs> over the years. The the SBE-owned Katsuya, not the real Katsuya. Not up to yeah. the standard that it once was. I just don't appreciate chewy rice. Right. Like, well, I you were in a good. you were in a mall in Glendale. I mean, that's, I was in a mall in Glendale. You were at the Americana. Yeah, it or was, the Galleria. I was at the Americana. Which one? That's, yeah, oh, the, the, Gal- Americana. the Americana. I was thinking about going to Dentai Fong. And I regret not going to. Dentai I feel Fong. like I haven't been. I've only actually I've been there once. I've been and only I twice. think. You know, it's a lot of it's mental, but I think when I ate there, it wasn't as good as the original location, which I'd been to a couple of times in like Montebello or Rosemead. Al- or Alhambra or something, right? Uh, yeah. I think it closed, actually. No, no, no it actually did didn't. It move? Or, I have no Hot idea. tip. I don't know if I'm, I'm blowing off the spot here, but I recently learned this. If we had sound we, effects, by the way, sound effects board, there would be bam, like, bam, oh, bam, bam, yeah, exactly. Coming with that hot tip. Like a well, siren going I off. think me and a lot of other people <laughs> assumed that since they, because they opened a brand new spot out in SGV. But apparently they kept that original spot open, and I didn't know that. I assumed that it closed. Oh, well. So someone was like, "Yo, it's under the radar. Know, still, open. I've been, I've only been to the one at the Americana, and it's fucking delicious. It's so. Fucking I've never had a bad good. time, and they have it's wine. So fucking. So that's good to know for fellow yeah. fellow lunch wine enjoyers. Now you know. You're like, I want dumplings, but I also want, I want a nice nice glass of something. I just want a nice glass. You know of where Chardonnay. to go? Go down to Glendale, baby. What about you? Where'd you eat? What did you get I went this weekend? to a place called Cote d'Est, which is a new French bistro and wine bar okay. in Highland Park. You know, You're a big fan of that. Highland Park, very hot neighborhood, a lot of openings. Yeah. Um, this is owned by the same people who own Bar Bricks in Silver Lake, which okay. is another wine-focused restaurant. And they also own Al Aqua, which is an Italian place oh, okay. in yeah, yeah, yeah. Atwater. So they're, you know, pretty well established. Um, Cote d'Est was cool. Uh you know, charming French bistro vibes. Yeah. Very cool inside. Um, they go. They go through the hits on the menu. Yeah, you know, we had a. 
what, what did we have? We had a fucking, we had a nice smoked trout salad. Ugh. We had a nice pork chop. What did you just go? Ugh. I did. God, smoked trout's so good. I mean, fuck out of you. Actually, this was one dish that was kind of, I, I don't think of this in a traditional like French bistro uh, arena. It was asparagus that was grilled and then covered with Spanish chorizo and then like char, like quick seared hamachi. It was yeah. really good. No, that sounds, you don't I expect you wouldn't that. expect that on like a. I could fuck with that. Yeah, so it has like some some you know stuff like that. It's not like tradition all traditional. Like I don't think they have snails on the menu. It's not like Oriel. Not like mule frites and right. But I think they I think they had some mussels on the no, menu. Okay. Problem is that not a ton of natural wine. Oh, big, see, big that's wine just, list, yeah. but I uh, wish they had some more natural wine in there. No. But I do. I will say I like this trend. You know, you got Oriel in Chinatown. You got this new place, Melody, over by Squirrel, right on Virgil. You got this place. It's like people are like. I feel like there's a reappreciation of that French bistro vibe, which is great because it's like it's all about good wine and fucking just like long leisurely meals. And like maybe you pop in in the afternoon. Maybe you have a long leisurely dinner at like late at night. Like, you know, the bistro is there. It it's, should it's be there com- for it's, you. It's coming back. It's I, I just like that. And, and, you know, I think like for me, like, you know, in the last 10 years, I never really ate like that in L.A. Because besides Republic, it's like there's not a lot of like. There's no like neighborhood French bistros, and now like, there kind of is. Yeah, it's 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 they're definitely in an uptick. Like those classical kinds of restaurants yeah, yeah, are on yeah. the uptick. Like like even like places like John and Vinny's or Cosa Buono, which are like right. re- retaking like right. a red sauce kind of elevation, joint and elevating it to another level, which is which I love because there can't there there can't be too many Italian restaurants exactly. in one place. There can't be enough. Like if Echo Park can support forty barber shops and coffee shops, <laughs> then there should be at least five options to get good. Pizza. Are there that many barber shops? There's fifty barber shops. I have no idea. I go to one. <laughs> the Westerner, baby. I go to the Westerner. Shout out to the Westerner. Shout, Shout out, out to Dane. Shout out to Dane, man. Best goddamn barber. Best shop fades in, Los in LA, Angeles. if y'all didn't Best know. Best fades in LA. Best fades in LA. Um, but you know that you can always get a fucking great taco in Echo Park. And that leads us into a seamless segue Ooh. of our guest today. Eddie Ruiz is in the house. Chef Eddie Ruiz, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. No the crowd stran- went wild. No stranger to amazing yes. tacos and amazing Mexican food. Uh <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. And thanks for bringing this mezcal. Oh, yeah. Eddie rolled in with a backpack. You just got back from a trip to Mexico. Yeah, I'm trying to do... Uh, I'm, I'm focusing on travel this year. Okay, and, that's a good thing to focus so on. I started off with three weeks in Mexico. Uh, I hit five of the nine mezcal producing states in Damn. Mexico. So we started off... Well, actually, four of them. We went to five states, but four of them produced mezcal. Uh, so we hit up... Uh, we started off in Jalisco... Michoacan, then we were in Daefe for a little bit, uh, hit Puebla, and Oaxaca. For our listeners not in the know, Daefe is what you call Mexico City. Mexico it's City. It's Distrito Federal. <laughs> it's like Washington, yes. D.C. Yeah. It's like its own entity. So Daefe, if you want to sound like you, I think know, the the largest, like you know what's going on. Like the largest uh, like it is. city in, in the world. I mean, uh, as someone said like half the population of, Me- of Mexico, the country, lives around or in Mexico City. That's I crazy. love Mexico City. It's amazing. I've just grown in love with it. I, I, I haven't been, but there's, you have to th- it's on the list. I went for it's two high. weeks uh, some years ago, and I fucking it's three hour loved flight. it. Yeah, it's, a yeah, three it's hour right flight. there. It's super cheap. And the food is the, amazing. The best. It blew me away. You can't walk down the street 20 feet without encountering street food. That's like the best food you've ever had. But everything else that they they produce is so artisanal. Like the variety of like from like these these cups right. that I brought you guys. Yeah, no, not, uh, let, you let, guys let the record show. Keep, you guys uh, can't let, keep let us them. paint you a word picture. <laughs> yeah. Two bottles 
of mezcal that are like written on with Sharpie. Which, so no, you know it was like tape, like tape masking and Sharpie. tape and Sharpie. It's like right from the source. And then copitas, we got the uh, we got the shell copitas and the fucking uh, ceramic ones. Yeah, no, and, and it's... Damn. You roll, rolling in Damn. with gifts, by the way. Thank this, you. And this is not... That's, that's, that's hospitality this is a ho- This is a tip yes. for everybody when you do anything. And, but you, especially our go, podcast. But especially this podcast. But especially this when podcast. you go anywhere, bring something. Yes. Just bring something. That's hospitality. That's it's a hospitality. give and take because the person inviting you somewhere, that's hospitality. They're inviting you into their lives. Exactly. And, you know, the person showing up, basically always roll in with booze. Yeah. That's just like a fucking set rule. Even if no. they don't drink, just be like, you know what? Someone will right. eventually I will drink when they come here. Yeah. If, I will if your parents didn't raise you to like bring something when you're invited you, to like your parents bring fucked up, then go slap your mom. Then, yeah. like, yeah, go tell your mom. My, showed up to a party with nothing. <laughs> I got fucking clowned on. Why do you do this to me? We've seen a dramatic increase in mom slapping <laughs> in the last calendar year. <laughs> Holy shit! Eddie Ruiz told me too. Um, but this, I mean, thank you so much for bringing yeah, it. First of all, thank uh, you. Yeah, you guys started off with the maracuiche. Oh, oh, so I think I think that's a seamless way to pour yes. the tepestate. And then yeah, the I'm, tepestate. Gonna, I'm gonna let's pour that. Pour you guys. This is actually a tepestate from 2015. Damn, it's, it's on the label. Um, it's in the sharpie. I see it. And this is uh, this is the probably my favorite. That I brought back. We brought back a lot. I got to um, say, we did a uh, tasting with uh, Fernando Lopez of Gala Gates. A shout out to Fernando. Fernando. Top 10 best yeah. guest. One, one, uh, one of our faves. And one of my favorite. That's where I learned about Tepestate, right, which yeah. is like a variety. It blew your mind. Comedy. I remember seeing your mind get blown. I mean, I like Tepestate is like my favorite thing now. Yeah. But Tepestate also. I love this one. Also, what more? What words are more fun to say than Tepestate and Maracuiche? Those yeah. are just two great <laughs> words. Those are two it real. Sounds like, well, it is a different language. <laughs> That's true. So you're you're like you could say you speak a different language. There now. you go. There you go. Okay. So we're gonna, uh, we're gonna do a go. little sample. This is Tepestate. There we go. There we're doing is. the ceramic cups. Ceramic cups. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, we didn't you, do the hand thing while we're holding. You also the mics. didn't sip it. You just. I sipped it. Are I you guys it. in college still? No, I sipped it. <laughs> oh no, I don't <laughs> sip it. It's down the gullet. So traditionally with mezcal, as we talked about with Fernando, you rub it on your hands and then you yeah. kind of smell your hands, exactly. like your palms. Yeah. You get a really good. That's kind of the the cool thing about mezcal. Like, if you sip it just room temperature, like it doesn't really need anything. Like, obviously mezcal can go into cocktails really well, but like, no, just sipping yeah. room temperature mezcal it's, is it's like great. You know, so satisfying. It doesn't need to be on ice. It doesn't need. No, yeah, it's it's like it's perfect room temperature. Like, it's great. Yeah, and, yeah. I, th- I think for people who've had great mezcal, that's definitely that's definitely true. I think here in the U.S., like. We don't have great mezcals available right. to us, right. so it's like it's hard to but say that more. to like the public, and, and they're going to go buy mezcal shots tonight, and they're yeah. just going to taste like smoke. <laughs> right. I feel like a lot of mezcals here See, are just an ingredient. That's the problem: is that yeah. like it's not everyone has this connotation that it's like mezcal equals smoke, like just like scotch would equal smoke, but it it, it doesn't. Right. It yeah. it should taste like clean and pure mm-hmm. with a smoky kind of like right. hint but, to but it. But also, there's as we know, there's so many different kinds of varietals right. of agave. And there's so many different expressions of the land, you know, yeah. getting back to the terroir shit, that it's like mezcal isn't one flavor profile. Like, th- I think the thing that Americans are going to be discovering in the next five to 10 years with more mezcal penetration in the market is like, oh, mezcal is not just one thing. Like, if people were like, yeah. oh, scotch is smoky, it's like, no. Oh, mezcal is smoky. It's like, right. no, 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 that's limiting. There's a whole fucking universe. Of yeah, pe- people just automatically go to like one thing when they think of a certain thing. Like I, th- you think scotch is smoky, mezcal is smoky, or or vodka is terrible. Like you right. have these things in your you're mind. You're locked into these preconceived you're, yeah, you're notions. Locked, you're locked coming into these back, things. coming back from the trip and like having to, you know, I brought back several bottles and tasting friends on it who've never had mezcal before. The best way to like really describe it for me to somebody who's never had it before is like 
when you drink like tequila, that's one varietal. It's a you know, blue, blue agave, Weber. Yeah. Blue, right. blue, it has to be blue. a blue Weber agave, like 100% to be considered exactly. tequila. Right. So it's like saying you've been drinking like Pinot Noir, and that's the only, only varietal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And now that's so with Mezcal, like you have like Chardonnay, right. you have exactly. You know all these other great. And there's, varietals I didn't realize. You, I thought there was like was. I thought there was like 15 varietals. Apparently, there's just hundreds of agave. Hundreds varieties. of agave. It's 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 or like it's like, corn. it's like corn. You know, like yeah. or wine. Yeah, different magues. Um, and different processes in the distillation too, like yeah. different fermenting processes. Right. What they ferment in, you know, is it a clay pot distill uh, ferment? Is it wood? Is it stainless steel? Commercial process, artisanal. So there's there's so much to learn. Uh, and then, like you said, the terroir. Like what you know, some of the best mezcal I had in Mexico on this trip was in Oaxaca, or in Minas, where the water has silver in it. So there's like oh. a minerality to it, and, uh, which is freaking beautiful wow. and then um you know some of the guys like this the processes of how they change it up a little bit and you're you're like oh wow like i could see how that would you know being a chef like you're like okay yeah, like i could right. see how that would like you taste the it, end yeah. product of how the yeah. flavor's been altered exactly like they you know it's like basically they cut a fruit you know the piña and they cut a fruit and then some guys will leave it there on the soil leave it there for a week so imagine you grab a pineapple you pick like a ripe pineapple you take it off you just leave it there it's going to start to ferment and create like a different like flavor inside its and, own yeah, inside yeah. its own and then you and then you're going to go through the, the the whole process of is that a possum <laughs> is it oh, it could it was, be a large cat um there's a large cat who hangs out awesome. we will not be cutting that out dude by there, the way. there could be possums like there's crazy shit there's wild <laughs> peacocks on the street also we have to tell you guys uh eddie has severe adhd so yes. if, if he just <laughs> yes, goes on tan- i actually if do. he's just like thinking he's like and you hear like a pause and he's just like i wonder if i did my laundry yesterday. <laughs> Just don't part, worry about it. Part, part anyway, of my, the terroir is very email, nuanced. Dude. Is that I awesome? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I sent you guys an email. I need a, a fidget toy. Right, exactly. Where's my fidget Sorry, toy? Sorry, uh, our, our, our bowl of fidget <laughs> right, spinners yeah. be lost. Our last guest took all our fidget yeah. spinners. I'm so sorry. That's fucking awesome, though. I mean, you said this year you're trying to focus on travel more. Which is, um, which is amazing. I mean, so... Everyone should do that. Yeah, so like, you know, you're a guy who like, you had your own restaurant. Yeah. And now you're you're involved in two pro- two projects, Chica's Tacos downtown, yes, and uh, kind of the Corazon Miel brand in a bottle shop in Long Beach. So I have a bottle shop. It's a craft beer and, and wine shop in Long that Beach that you purchased. That I yeah, it's been it's been like three years. That's so a I'm, fucking cool move, by the way. Yeah. You're like, I like coming to this shop. I'm buying this. I'm buying it, and I'm bringing yeah. in great food. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have a kitchen there. We have like a small like kitchenette, it's right. like in, two induction burners and a small oven. So, Small menu. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, like seven to nine items. Okay. Yeah. Um, Everson Royce bar style. There you go. Yeah, other than uh, Everson Royce bar has a pretty nice kitchen. <laughs> yeah, they have a nice, they have a real nice, nice kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we just kind of do it up. I moved to Long Beach probably like three to four years ago. Kind of fell in love with it, but have to move to LA next year. So just thinking about my neighborhood. Because of big things. Because of all the projects big going on. Big so big yeah, you, got, you mentioned Chica's Tacos. So we have slated four to open this year. Damn. Awesome. Um, there's a, there's only currently one location. There's two. Currently one I location. No. No, we have we have one location. We're doing okay. a lot of pop ups. Okay. Uh, we do a lot of like we're doing some um, dinners over at LAFC. Some at Soho House in okay, Malibu. Nice. Very cool. They're just collabs. Um, Are you gonna get in that LAFC? Are you gonna be one of them vendors? 
wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's let's break it down. What is LAFC? I don't even know. LAFC. So LAFC is a uh, we talked about with Wes Avila. He was on. Yeah. He was on uh, it's Los Angeles Football Club or Los yes. Angeles former okay. former Chivas. And and they're uh, they or like have, we like to call stadium. it America soccer. Yeah, right. they, 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 soccer. They, they, soccer. Took, they demolished the old sports arena and they're building a new property right. near uh, the yes. Coliseum. So there's going to be a lot of food vendors that are going to be in this new stadium. Right. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of food vendors in there. And if a Chica's Tacos is in there, Ooh. I think it would be great. Oh, yes. I'm just saying. We'll, I know we'll, beer we'll, we'll formally be announce everything online. So. There you go. I, I please so go to Alta Vista or Ask Jeeves right, and exactly. just type in go Chica's to Tacos. Bing, yeah. Go to Bing and type in Eddie Ruiz and stay up to date, folks, <laughs> yeah. on the information superhighway. What so, was yeah, so, so, so we have the, the bar and Chica's and then my partners, uh, when I closed the restaurant, met these amazing guys over at Boulevard who are hotel developers. And so we're working on our own brand and we've been working on that for the last two years. For a hotel. Owned around a hotel and I would be doing all the food and beverage for Fuck that. So yes. that's incredible. That's that's kind of been my, my my main focus. And so this year last year was just a lot of like sitting at a desk and doing computer work and and bullshit stuff. Riveting. Yeah, just stuff that just the parts and chef that they don't show you. Right, exactly. It's not all sleeve tattoos and yelling at your <laughs> underlings. Do you have any you tattoos? A, you need I a have plate. some tattoos. You have some tattoos? I have some tattoos. I don't have any. Is, are, are you bummed that you have so what was your original impetus to move to Long Beach and then now are you bummed that because things you just are popping fell, you just fell in love with now that, that things right? are popping you have to leave for our non-LA listeners Long Beach is part of Los Angeles County but yeah. it's like kind of far away it's not it's, it's not, it's not LA you know? but it's yeah. like it's take, like a 35 minute drive at least it almost it has like a very San Diego feel but like it's its own city it's yeah its, own, it's, it's like own entity it's grown into like it's growing to be like a really great place and I think a lot of like Beer Belly just opened up right, down the right. street from my house, right. which is really awesome. And there's some other concepts that are, are going to be opening up this year. Shit's popping. So shit's popping. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, you, you have the beach. It's like you wake yeah. up and you feel ocean beach breeze. Yeah. And That's the sun is like, it's always a little brighter, but a little cooler at the same time, right. you get which breeze. I really so love. So it's like feeling like you're in Santa Monica, but you're not yeah. paying like an insane amount to live in And there's Santa no traffic. Monica. Like in the city, there's yeah. no traffic. There's Even, traffic. Yeah. yeah, there's Getting traffic to LA. To LA on the freeway. Which, by traffic. the way, thank you for braving the traffic from Long Beach to Echo Park. Thank you. Be, thank you. You us. are a fucking hero. We owe you. I walked, actually. Some <laughs> scowl on my backpack. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> See you guys next time. I, learned, I, learned I left yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, I'm kind of, kind of sad to leave Long Beach, but it's, uh, it's going to be a necessary move because uh, I, I lose a lot of time in traffic. You know, just on the commute. Yeah, so yeah, you're going to eliminate be. that. And, um, and I feel like once when you're away from L.A., you also you're, you're also away from L.A. culture and so much of L.A. Right. culture is food. So people start to tell you like you start to have conversations. With people, oh, did you go to this new place? And, right. like, and you're no, like, no, I, I don't. Home. I live in fucking Long Beach, bro. <laughs> no, I don't so know. I kind of feel like, I, you know, now that, you know, all the locations are opening up and I'm working on my own projects and working on reopening. Um, the restaurant that I had. And so now I, I need to kind of be back in, in the know of, you know, what's yeah, going on. You need on to be in the swing of things. Yeah. You need to be in the scene because shit changes fast. You changes need, super fast. You need to be overlooking this culinary landscape, you know. Exactly. And it's such an exciting time, as we've talked about many a time on the pod. This is like the best time to be a food lover or a chef in LA because it's just like shit is fucking great right now. It is. It's, know, it's, it's awesome. It's great for like development. Yep. If you're like in real estate, it's great for 
it's great for you know just creativity mm -hmm. you know you're allowed to do so much i think the sorry next other city, places i think the sorry. next <laughs> next city coming up is probably austin i'd say yeah austin's coming austin. up denver there's, there's, denver is a boom Denver's town right boom, now boom town right now i think i i really love austin I, I think big fan of austin i think that they're really ambitious like their food you know, not to be offensive, but their food's maybe not as good as LA. No, definitely but they're not. definitely like ambitious. Yeah. And there's it's a lot of young get energy there. just yeah. like LA. Yeah. Chefs are, are moving there. You can feel it when you're there. It's for like, sure. it's palpable. Yeah. yeah. It's in there. It's, it's, it's buzzing. It's buzzing. It's popping. Yeah. So you're, you're planning on reopening Corazon Emil as Corazon Emil? Is this a yelling about pate exclusive? Uh, uh, I, th I think, I think I've been working on that. I'm just looking for the right location. I'm looking for the, the right partnership. Uh, it wouldn't be have it wouldn't have the same name because I want to take it to the next right. level. So you originally opened Corazon Miel in the the city of Bell, right. which yeah. is southeast of LA, which for our non California yeah. listeners. Which I I actually was I never got to eat there. I, I had the privilege of getting to eat mm, there. You did, and, and it was that was the first time I ever met you. And I was with Ryan, who we discussed, uh, who, who didn't you worked die. with at who didn't die, yeah. did who worked with you die. at Animal. Yes, right. Did. Um, and I remember that was in the top five meal best meals i had that year easily it might have been like it might be in my top 20 of all time it was oh, wow. fucking awesome Thank you. like the cocktails were great the food was amazing remember there was like a lamb burger and mm. like just a bunch, like it was just so good awesome what it was, was so your good. what was the impetus when you closed that restaurant were you just like i'm on to bigger and better things were you like i'm feeling limited by being in bell and not in the swing of things in the center of ac action it was probably a combination of all of that okay. it was like whether or not to renew a lease in the city of Bell, uh, it was, you know, we were in a city that was very difficult to maintain business because we didn't have local business. It was, it was very hard to, right. to, to, to keep that local business. You had business. a lot of people traveling to your restaurant, Lots of people but traveling. the actual local community was like, so it didn't feel, it wasn't a neighborhood restaurant. It wasn't a neighborhood mind. restaurant. Yeah, no. I mean, there was some you know, pushback against your, the stuff that you were trying to do. Yeah. We, you know, we, we started off not serving rice and, and, rice and beans with every like combo plate right. you know there was no Never combo not plates, happy about no that. tortillas not yeah happy. it's not it's not that they weren't happy about it it was just that it was they weren't a challenge to, to educate yeah um and so you know we'd have to have conversations with people and let them know you know what we were trying to do and what we wanted to create and what the and, and some people just didn't understand it because it wasn't something they're exposed to in a neighborhood like that right. um so it just became like a question you know to myself and and at the same time i, I met where when I was kind of thinking about all, all this, I, I met my my new partners um, over at Boulevard, and you know we decided to, to to partner together and start working on all these amazing projects like Chicas and and mainly the the hotel projects and you know uh, I felt like I could be an asset to the company in, on the food and beverage side, and I've really kind of enjoyed the last couple of years okay. um, working on this and and this is really for me like this is the year where like things start to get announced. And a lot of times when you're working for, you know, a company, um, it's, it's a very small company. There's, there's like nine of us. Um, and so it, things just take a long time to like come to fruition sometimes, yeah. you know, like, especially when like you're building something from the bottom. Again, to the top. a lot of legwork. That's not the glamorous shit that yeah. you're not seeing in the motion picture chef starring John Favreau. <laughs> but, you know, you have to lay the fucking foundation which can take years and then yeah. you know people see an announcement on eater and they don't even they think don't about the, the all that shit so, that so went into it this is absolutely the biggest undertaking you've ever 
Yeah. And, and I have always loved, like, I always love cooking. I love the kitchen, but I also like love business and I love, right. I love everything that comes with it. The overall aspect, the design. I, yeah. Fucking... Like the design, like looking at properties, like under, understanding how like the laws work and like how fucked up LA can be to like open a business <laughs> and just understanding every like aspect of it. And I think that's kind of been the last couple of years. And, and this year I, I, like I said, I want to travel because what I want to bring to the table is not what I've done in the past. It's like, I want to take it one or two steps above that. Right. And really like shock people and really like be able to educate people on Mexican cuisine. So, you know, some of the trips I've taken in, in the last couple of years and this year, um, I've really been focused on learning about like the products, learning about the techniques, learning about the people, uh, living with the people, cooking with them, Making mezcal with them, drinking mezcal with them, Hell yeah. and um, which is the most important part. Yeah, yeah that's the most important. Part. It really, it really it's is. So it, it really, really, it really is. is because it's like connection to land, connection to the people, connection to the culture. So much, so much of like my culture is hospitality and like coming, you know, never coming empty-handed and making sure that if I'm welcoming you in, in my home, like you're gonna feel a certain way, and that that even gets heightened when you're like four or five drinks in. Then like people start bringing out the secret stash, that's true. Yeah. right? That's true. Because like that's when like they they've learned like they've already they've done their due diligence by like right. saying like, okay, this guy's you, chill, this guy's pretty chill. You 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 are welcome to my house because that's part of our culture. But now like I like you, and so now I want so to get like, to they, know they, you like, at a different level. Floorboard open, right. yeah. and then like exactly. this like bottle of mezcal like that they're, comes up from the fucking floor. They're culturally obligated to invite you into their home, but that yeah. doesn't mean so, that they're gonna so, like you. So Fernando, but once they actually Fernando like you, Fernando told us about a story about going uh, to a uh, mezcal mezcalero and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Having like having the guy like have to fend off jaguars. Oh right, he was like in the jungle. And did he was, you like, come face to face with any jaguars? Yeah, with any jaguar there? encounters. There weren't any jaguar encounters. Well, then leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Just get out. There, there's over. some other shady encounters. We won't talk about details on that. But <laughs> essentially, what <laughs> I did was like we, my, the friend I went with, um, we would like go, like in Mexico City, there's a great uh mezcal bar called bosforo and i I recommend everybody go there even though they probably hate me by saying that because (laughs) it used to be kind of like a locals only bar it's now like 40 percent like white guys american (laughs) chefs they come they come in and they're like oh what a quaint little bar and they're like fuck you i actually heard about this place on a podcast yeah i heard it fucking (laughs) yeah Uh, um edward edward ruiz uh he said that this was great yo this i heard i heard the maracuche here is fucking fire bro When when everyone when like all the white guys are ordering tequila and then settling for mezcal, right. that's like you know like what what is it? You read about this place <laughs> on it's a like, blog. Yo, I heard this has mezcal in it, bro. <laughs> they, they don't have tequila, but I heard this new shit. I think this is mescaline. Dude, we raged at Papa's and Beer last night, bro. Like, what are we doing <laughs> yeah. tonight? Do they have Papa's here? I, I, I'm unclear on the Papa's situation. So in three days, we ran through the entire menu every night. Like every night, we'd go there. We'd go through the entire menu. The menus absolutely amazing the way it reads because it's it's re- it's it's by the variety of of maguey and then that's the cactus who, that's the agave plant the agave yeah. yeah and then the person who made it and then where they're from so that's how it's their just menu like wine. is it's just yeah. like wine so as it should be which which yeah exactly how it should be so we just kind of like take notes and if we haven't my friend who's been there many times if he hadn't met somebody and he liked their he liked, for example, the tapestates from a guy named Saturnino. And he's like, oh, I really like that guy. I've had his stuff. It's really delicious. 
and then he'd just be like, oh, where is he from? And he'd tell us what Pueblo would go. And the next day, you, go you know, when we're, when we're in Oaxaca, we'd basically have like a list of like guys we need to go visit. Go to the Pueblo. First thing you do is you go to like a the, the first shop. You know, a lot of these Pueblos have like, you know, 300 people in them, 500 people. Right. So you go to like the one shop. You go like stock up on your water and snacks for the day. And then, hey, do you know where this guy lives? And they're like, yeah, he lives oh, like over there. And then sometimes, you know, and you pay a guy to like get in the car and take you to him. This sounds he, fucking so rad. Yeah. Knock on the door. Damn knock it. on the door. And again, it's like the hospitality is incredible. Like they stop. Like their work days right. is every single day. They have so much to and do. They just stop and they doing. stop it. And for like the next four hours, you're drinking mezcal with them. And you're going through like. And then once you hit that four hour mark, you're you're pretty much. You know, you're intoxicated. You're yeah, wasted. Sure. So I'm, now the, the guys. Hour mark, I'd be intoxicated. Now the guy's like busting out his secret stash and like telling his wife to like make you dinner. Right. And, and you're I'm sure having, that dinner is amazing. God, oh, it's hospitality, Incredible. Baby. I'm sure it's You amazing. know, and everyone's so happy to to do that. And like, you're just in this stress-free environment. Um, even though you have like so much work and like life is so difficult, like the environment is still s- such a stress-free. Yeah. Um, well, you're, drink, you're, you're drinking mezcal, right. you're hanging out. They're Someone's bad. wife is making you. Right, fl- exactly. How can you possibly it's, be stressed? They're balancing like, the work and like, the pleasures of life very yeah, well. And if, and if you ever get the uh, uh, the chance to do that and you feel stressed, just end it. You just kill yourself. Right. Yeah. This is a, that's up. horrible. You're, 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 you're a terrible person. What was, like in terms of like bringing back influences from these trips like that are going to impact your cooking, Like what was something from a recent trip that you saw or like a technique or that you tasted that you were like, I absolutely need to like either bring this back or do my version of this. Like what was something that you saw that changed your thinking? Because that's the best part about travel, you know? Yeah. This trip was more about mezcal. So we focused more on mezcal and some of the, a lot of the meals we had were very basic because we were in people's homes. Um, And then, Good home, see, good home cooking. Good home cooking. Really, really good home Delicious. cooking. Which honestly is maybe Sometimes like the my. Best. I think actually it's the the best. Right. Like going into somebody's home. Also, it's served with they, love. They make you a meal. Yeah. I think that meal is better than any restaurant meal. It's served with love, baby. I'd rather, I, I'd rather have that. I also feel like it's such. It it is what makes L A. Like when you go to a lot of L A. restaurants you get like a different, you get a more relaxed vibe and you have some incredible like food, but then the vibe is like very like hospitable. Yes. Yeah. Right? Shout out to Night Market Song, my favorite restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Vibe is like a fucking party. Uh-huh. The food is fucking perfect and they just have the best wine. It's like a fucking party in there. Folks, if you haven't been to, if you haven't been to Night Market Song, One of my get on down too, there. Man. No, it's, it's, about, it's, it's amazing. And, and, it's and, and it really is like every time I'm in there, I'm like, you feel, it's the vibe. Well, that's, that's and that's like, like to piggyback on that, like Friedman's, like I really appreciate that. Mm. Shout out because to it, fucking because it dude. feels so comforting. Yeah. Like you walk into there, and and it's it it's it's very kitschy in a in a sense, yeah. but it's just so warming and comforting. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, and, and getting back to Eddie, what you said, it's like the fact that you're interested not just the food. Like every chef is interested in food, but like everything else that comes around that and and makes a restaurant successful. Like it's obviously so much more than food, and you know that whole thing of like. You know, design the vibe, the energy. It's like that's fucking important. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's what separates the amazing chefs from the great chefs. You know, right. and I think the end goal. I, I'm pretty young, but like, there, there's, there will come a point where I would, I would like that to be, you know, the goal. Like, I want to be a great chef in right. my own, in in my own way. Mm-hmm. Not you know, really following anybody here, but creating my own path through my life experiences and my life travels and creating like my own style uh, yeah. and 
you know, whether it's food, uh, the hospitality part of it, you know, how you're eating, um, you know, how you feel when you walk into a place like that. I want all that to be unique. Well, the trajectory for you seems like, like, it seems like you're on that path because now you have this control over multiple facets, not just the food. I mean, food and business together. Right. If you open open a hotel, I mean, that's everything you have. You have so much that you can, so much of your own influence that you can put into, to everything start to finish from the moment a guest walked into a hotel, the moment they went to a room to the moment they got their first meal or drink. Like you have a lot of, you have a lot of influence on that now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like, like I said, that's been the goal for the last couple of years and I've kind of been on a hiatus, but that's, that's what we're working. But a lot of chefs don't feel that way. A lot of chefs that I've met, they're just like, it's all about the food. The food has to be great, blah, blah, blah. And somebody else take care of everything else. You want to be, you want to immerse yourself in absolutely every part of it. All the aspects. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't originally, like I went to school for business and you know, I had like a, a financial job. Just like Christian page. Shout out to Christian page. Top 10 guests. And and so, uh, deciding to, to, to leave that and start, you know, start something else. Like I always knew food was going to be what was really important to me, but it's also just collectively, like everything is that whole experience is really important to me. Like just hospitality itself. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I'm really happy. Like I'm, I'm happy with the decisions that I've made and excited for everything that's gonna, it's gonna happen in the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Do you have any concrete, uh, like, announcements for the hotel situation that you can break fucking breaking hot fucking exclusives on yelling about pate or are we just gonna have to wait and see you're gonna have to wait and see we have a website okay um, so it's it's roadhouse um dot com i think it's roadhouse roadhouse hotels that just brings you to the movie roadhouse with patrick swayze yeah. <laughs> like whoa this hotel looks fucking rad the double deuce and there's this, and there's a guy just like with feathered hair high kicking everybody this, who's this guy named dalton is he the <laughs> maitre d this guy looks rad as fuck <laughs> Uh, but it's a roadhouse theme hotel. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's what you reveal on this podcast. I know. Just, yeah, we're thinking of um, uh, a roadhouse, the movie theme. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just with a lot more mezcal. Right, exactly. <laughs> Dalton would have stood a chance if all those dudes were drunk on mezcal. <laughs> sure, he can kick guys on a regular fight. You got a bunch of fucking mezcal dudes coming at you. It's uh, it's trouble. just a landing page, but you know, you, um, if you follow if you follow me or if you just go to our website for uh, boulevard745.com, um, it'll take you to like all the projects that we're working on right now. Hell yeah. Uh, we do have, I do have an announcement. So last year we had our first um, Baja uh, market uh, at Chica's Tacos for our one year anniversary. Awesome. And this year we're doing it again, uh, June 23rd. Mm. Uh, so we're having, I'm bringing five chefs, um, a couple of them from Mexico. So we have like Javier Placencia is coming down. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Omar from Encuentro Guadalupe is coming down again. Uh, myself, um, some other chefs. Uh, from LA, some big names. I'm waiting for their confirmations. Oh yeah. Uh, so we basically buy out the whole parking lot, throw a giant party. Oh fuck uh, yes! Every chef makes a taco. Um, and you just, just put come me up. down plus yeah, one. Put yeah, me down. Yeah. That's he's not my plus one. No, though, no, though. Joel's I, not my plus, plus one. one. I'm not very yeah. La- Last year, I mean, we 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 were like we were gonna throw a one year anniversary party. We ended up selling out. It was like 500 people. It was me and, my, and another chef that I invited from Mexico, and it was like. You know, Chica's was like, had a line out the door. You can grab, uh, we had music. Uh, Topo Chico was there. Cacique was there. Um, Shout out to Topo Chico, world's best water. Yeah, yes, definitely. And um, That must be super gratifying because that means people are watching you 
they're they're like and when you announce something they're jumping on it yeah and bill, bill esparza was there he signed his book oh shout, that's so cool shout awesome. out to so, B, so people care man B, e. they, people yeah. care you know so so we were I, I was you know i was pleasantly surprised to have um you know so, for it to be such a great turnout i mean we expected it to be great but you know right. when it actually comes yeah. it kind of like, like overshadowed yeah, it, like, so it goes fun. over your expectation it was for just, what it was yeah it was be. just yeah. so fun and i had a great time because sometimes it could be were you like stressed out before like oh, oh is this gonna be great sometimes like, oh. it's like when you get you know how it is when you get invited to like food and wine dinner so it's like okay like you, i committed to it like six months ago right and now i really don't want to do it <laughs> no I, yeah oh, it's coming up i mean oh. la- last year for me was the year of like all the events yes. which which is which is great it's all it's oh, it's, su- it's super such nice a hard to get, in, life, to get invi- invited such to these things hard life. and um and uh i mean just, i love doing yeah. all those but sometimes you're just like you're right you're like oh it came around and you're now like, i have oh, to like happening. sit down and oh, like shit. Put I put it all together. I have to do shit sucks. I actually, I actually have an event. I have an event coming up uh, very soon, and I forgot completely about mm-hmm. it until yesterday, Sunday. I was tagged in a post like, "Oh blah, blah we're doing this thing, blah blah." blah the Wallace and Joel Miller, and I was like, "Oh yeah." That's so I had to immediately right. text my sous chef and be like, "You need to change the schedule because I won't be there on Thursday night." And right. he's just like, "All right, you got yeah, kind of like last night when I got a text message that I was going to do this podcast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like yelling about who now? I was just like, "Hey," I was like, it, "Bring my skull." Is this a charcuterie pop up? What is this exactly? What is this on my calendar? What's happening here? <laughs> That's, so you, you that's need a, you need a personal assistant, man. That's, that's what you true. need. You, you we, got a lot of projects. First of all, we all need that's personal assistance because I, I need my life to be easier. This podcast needs an intern, folks. If you're willing to <laughs> get yelled at by Joel for no money and possibly paid in mezcal and orange slices... Then this could be the job for you. I'm not gonna lie. Farmers I feel like we would have slices. Though. Right, this exactly. is a farmers. This I feel like we would have at least one person apply. Right. You'll be paid in experience, <laughs> yeah. practical life skills, like getting yelled at by Joel <laughs> and reminding Joel that he has to show up to record the podcast. You're basically going to be Joel's handler, okay? I'm fine. I'm, I got things going. I, I would be okay with that because <laughs> I need constant Picking reminders. Picking up Joel from his house. Joel can just take stages from like the restaurant and just be like, you're just following me around. Be like, look, you're you're not going to do well in the kitchen, but I got this other job for you. You're strong (laughs) on the line. Your knife skills are good. I'm not a big, how are you with podcast audio engineering? I'm I'm actually not a big fan. Like I'll stage someone for like a day or two. I'm not a big fan of that long-term stage. Um, I've done it before. Um, but I kind of, it kind of just feels fucked up to not pay somebody for, working that's good like that that kind of like now like i've changed over time it kind of bums me out like i'm just like this person could use the money of course shout out to joel though for like taking in a 15 year old kid and like molding him well yeah you just like got some kid in there you're like that you just made that kid's life well first of all 15 working in a professional kitchen that kid made his own life he's extremely bright he's very he's very like he's he does sailing and he does like comedy and he does like drama and his cooking is just one of the things that he really cares a about versatile teen he is he, he's a rena- he's a renaissance boy he's a renaissance he's a rena- boy. he's a renaissance boy his name's holden uh um and he's he's just he's just a solid bro i like, thought he was like an at-risk youth no 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 he's he, like, he lives in rancho no, palos verdes this, this kid, kid is, is not wealthy. at risk of anything this kid he, is wealthy. he's at risk of his schooner losing a fucking sale he's at know? he's at risk of becoming a republican is what no, he's, at risk no, he's, he's 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 a cool guy they actually wrote an article about him in the la times uh they came into the restaurant they did this whole profile on him joel he, miller loving mentor no it wasn't that at all it was like 
Holden fucking <laughs> this kid, kid that does it all. This kid can fucking sail. No, but I mean, I that, that was the the last long-term stage I had. I had had him as a long-term stage, and I said, the moment you turn, because he started for me when I when he was, I think he was like 14 and a half or something, or 15, like just turned 15. I said, the moment you turn 15 and a half, the moment you get a, uh, like a work permit from school, I will give you money. I will pay you money. I had to make his parents sign all this other mm-hmm. stuff beforehand mm-hmm. just for him to come in. Mm-hmm. Comes in once a week. It doesn't make or break our prep or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, he's very, very committed. He's, I think he's been with us now for like two years. He's 16. Did you do That's stages cool. when you had Corazon and Meow? Yeah, we, we did do stages. Um, I mean, I, I'm a big, like, I, I staged, you know, I did my my share of staging, um, so it doesn't really like the money doesn't really bother me. I right. think if somebody's it's an willing, standard. I, th- I think if somebody's willing it's to the, do it, yeah, I, I don't. Willingness for, I don't. It, yeah. I don't like if you if you want to show me what you got, and you know I see like okay, I, I would like you have the person. First, I'm like uh, I'm like about personality, like yeah. in the kitchen. So if you have the personality, no dorks and well, the, and no the nerds. chops, no yeah, no nerds. No fat dudes. That's it. <laughs> they are impossible to get around on a line no where you're working. Fatties. That's a hard Wallace policy. Uh, no fatties. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think that if you're willing to do a stage, I, I'll definitely take you in. And I think the one thing that some of the, you know, some chefs um, lack sometimes is just we complain a lot about the talent not being good, and I right. think we need to do our our. Our, we need to do our like part to make sure that we're creating great chefs well, it's at like, the same uh, time. Kevin Meehan from Cali was in mm-hmm. here. Shout out to Kevin. Mm-hmm. And, a, a, a mentor. And and he says that he doesn't view himself as like a chef bo- like a boss like that. He views himself as a mentor. He's there to yeah. help people along. Philosophy. And and I I really respect that. I don't feel that way, but he does. <laughs> I hate these kids. The well, kids come in and I'm like, you well, and your fidget spinners, get out of here. You teens with your hoverboards and your vapes and your hot jazz music. I know. I feel like you in the food sphere. Shout out to hot jazz music. Shout out to hot jazz. It's the best kind of jazz. I feel like you see a lot of like bigger chefs complaining that the younger chefs now are obsessed with their sleeve tattoos and their Instagram, and they might not have the skills to back up their lofty ambitions. And you know, all these older chefs work their asses off to get where they are, but these young kids want it all now. They want it fast, and they you know they might not have that same work ethic. I've just seen that. But that's the thing. idea promulgated. That, but but that's the thing is that. It that's generate that's a generational thing. Yes, like definitely. ten years ago when I was coming up, those people before were saying that of about course, that. Of course, ten years ago about the, the the thing that you do as a boss, as a leader, as as a as a, as a person that you know wants to have a great restaurant is you you find people like Eddie said personality wise that gel with not just you but you you know individually everybody else who works in that restaurant is this person going to work with them too? Right, and that's a real, that's a, that's a huge that's a huge factor. My my kitchen. They are like my family. I do like there are right. many times where I tell them I you love hate them. them. I tell them and I you appreciate never hang them. out with them. No, but but I don't. Well, I my my hanging out with my cooks policy is is my own. Right. If you want to do that, I don't. Yeah. go ahead. But they are very much like family. They are like they're like children almost. Like they're like children or like younger brothers or right. sisters. They need to be disciplined. Wanna, I need that to you bend them to my will. Do they call you daddy? <laughs> one does. One 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 That's, of my uh, one of, very one, weird. One, it's a fifteen year old kid. It's no, very no, no, it's not. Uh, one one of them calls me big daddy. Just like okay, big daddy. Like it's it's right. a it's a term of. Joel endearment. said that he would fire them if they didn't. Yeah. So it's I kind of hope Joel turns into a fat chef. <laughs> <laughs> no one can get around him on the line. That is that anything. is mean and rude <laughs> and mean, and I'm leaving. 
I'm going to work out immediately. The restaurant suffers because the line can't work because he's too fat. No I do push can't up. I get to the grill station. Oh, God, chef's in the way. I do push up every day. You look you look fucking vigorous right now. I feel vigorous. You look healthy as fuck. Right I'm now. not, though. I, I mean, we're drinking mezcal at, at noon. Also, I just hit this mar- maracuche. 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 And goddamn, it's good. It, I'm tasting the I earth mean, right air, now. That's, that's, yeah. I'm tasting... I'm tasting it's the pretty, fucking It's pretty earth. spectacular. Is this from no. the soil of Oaxaca? Is this from Oaxaca? This is from Oaxaca. Hey, did this come from the earth? Carl is basically asking you if this came good, from the earth. Man, I just, I love just like being in LA and like where everything's going and like just mezcal and the food. And you know, you, you've been talked about as kind of this Alta California like cuisine movement of, you know, chefs who are kind of elevating Mexican food and like just everything that's happening right now is just like super exciting. What, what would you consider yeah. it? It was like new Mexican, pan Latin, pan well, Mexican. Was, was Bill as far as the think, one who, co- who coined that term? Yeah, Bill, Bill was the one that coined it. I think I was one of the first. Right. Uh, I think there was like five, right. five chefs. Shout out to being we have, a bellwether right. of this fucking movement. Damn yeah. right. A va- on the vanguard. And we have so much traditional Mexican food of all types in LA, but... I, now I think it's, you know. I think Alta California is appropriate. Yeah, I like I, it. I, I actually I, like I, it. As a I term. love it. Um, Bill's a really good friend of mine. Shout out to Bill. Um, and so you know, I appreciate him including me in, in that. I, I think it's appropriate. And and the more that, the more that I create and we cook and we do like dinners and stuff like that, then it, the more it feels right. Um, okay. And it's all, about, it's all about feeling right. If it doesn't yeah, feel right, it's, then... it, it, it is. It's like my food's not Mexican, but it's inspired by right. by Latin America. And it's not just like true events. It's right. not. In, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm also Salvadorian. Salvadorian. So like my, my dad's from Salvador. And so, you know, I have influence from Central America. Uh, Joel's Guatemala. Yeah. My, my, my friend who I opened Corazon Imelo with is Punjabi Indian Peruvian. So, nice. and I've known him since kindergarten. I grew up eating. His parents must make great food. Oh, incredible! His, gram- his grandma. Amazing. Peru has actually a crazy mix of cultures. Going no, on no right? But like, god damn! That's yeah, awesome. his grandma. His grandma is a incredible cook. She's actually a cook. Like that's what she she did. Her trait. Um, her trait. Yeah, and she, she's the one from. She's on his Peruvian side, and she makes the best Peruvian food I've ever had. Wow! You know, and growing up, you take, know, take in kindergarten from Ricardo kindergarten, Zarate. from like from from growing up with him. From kindergarten, like that influenced oh, no. a lot of my cooking and sure. like the flavor that's, profile. That's awesome. I, though. I look for. So, yeah. you're like, if I don't have three types of corn at a meal, I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah. And like 12 potatoes. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, one, one type of potato? Fuck What's that, a russet? You. Get out of here, you fuck Idaho motherfucker, you, you stupid idiot. I'm trying to see one type of potato right now. If the potatoes ain't purple Damn. or orange, fuck. I'm out. Well, it sounds like it's a, it's a super exciting time to be in LA. And it sounds like it's a fucking super exciting time to be Eddie Ruiz right now. It's pretty exciting. I mean, I wouldn't want to be you, but it's just because you're ugly. <laughs> oh, fuck. You, well, you get a, you get some mezcal shots in Joel. No. Wow. I'm not even going to pay you back. Guys, Guatemalans and El Salvadorians hate each other. The, I don't know if you Joel, know this. Joel's kissed me, and Joel doesn't kiss like <laughs> ugly people. So. It, and I'm not going to lie. It was pretty passionate. <laughs> yeah. Go. We looked deeply into each other's brown brown yeah. eyes Joel's and... never kissed me <laughs> well you're a white devil so why would I? have you ever cooked for Joel maybe that's why you should there, there you go you've, ne- you've actually never cooked for I've cooked, cooked for, for you yeah I've just like you've never cooked for it, me it would be very intimidating for me to cook for you why I'm I'm like not up to your level no, that, 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 that's irrelevant though that's also I only, that's, that's that's thing I only make fish on Joel hates cook fish. for Joel cook for Joel dude cook for Joel who wants to cook for Joel I'm gonna start a GoFundMe Carl cooks for Joel $50. I'll Maybe see I if will. anybody fucking donates. Maybe I will. 
I'll make uh, I'll some make, quality. I'll make poached salmon. Listen, if you, <laughs> listen, here's the thing. If you want to be a dick and make me poach salmon, that's fine. I'll fucking eat it. Just to, I poach just, a mean yeah. salmon, bro. I'll, I'll fucking eat it. But that's mean. I poach a mean and rude. Salmon. No, it's not. And I would never do that to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I reignite your salmon. passion. Jill hates salmon. I'm gonna reignite your passion for salmon. I never had a passion for salmon. Well, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna salmon I'm was gonna just conjure part, one. Salmon was just part of like what we did. Crazy. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I get, like salmon burgers and lox and roasted salmon and baked oh, salmon. Lox is the and, best. And seared salmon. Lox is the top five best food. Terrible. Lox is, lox the top is five best food. amazing. It's just, it's just all awful. You're uh, crazy. It's just awful. You're you're a it's traitor awful. to your Jewish heritage right now. Uh great. <laughs> That's fine. You're the chosen people. You're spitting in Yahweh's face. <laughs> Spitting in his face. I'm sorry, Moses, wherever you are, <laughs> if you're listening. Abraham is weeping, looking down from Jewish heaven. Uh, Jevin. Jevin. Yeah, it might, may, it might be called Jevin. Right. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, we actually don't believe in that, sir. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not up to date on my Torah, but uh, you, should eat, you should eat more lax. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this will be on our next podcast, yelling about commandments. I'm just gonna. I just want to start a mezcal podcast. Where we, drink, we should just start we a just mezcal, drink mezcal every week. We're just like, please educate us mm. we don't know a whole lot uh so you know we're, we're coming to the end here this has been super fun i i wanted to ask you like you know we like to get food luminaries such as yourself to yep. uh you know throw out some top picks doesn't even have to be an all-timer maybe just like what you've been into recently yeah. a place that you went to that you were like oh and it this doesn't place have is to be in as la fuck. doesn't necessarily have to be in la because we are international international folks we have one guy who listens to this podcast in finland shout out to you Nice. Sven, uh, Sven Jorgensen. That's racist. That's, is that racist. racist? Is that racist? <laughs> Can you be racist? To Can you be racist? To yeah, exactly. I don't think so. If you call Anders, them a shout honky, out to you, Anders. What's up? <laughs> what up? Yeah, I think my favorite place right now, like, actually, when I got back from my Mexico trip, right. I, I drove back to Mexico the next day. Oh, and shit. I, just, I drove to TJ and to um, Valle de Guadalupe. I think right now, Valle de Guadalupe has some of the best food and phenomenal wines. It's my next trip. I'm obsessed and with going and I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. I, I just, I go there as much as I can. My family's from Tecate, which is only like 30, 40 minutes from there. So I, I'd say like, that's like my favorite place for like the last year. Wow. Every food person in LA in the last two years if you, has gone down to the Valle de Guadalupe. It's inland from Ensenada. Yeah. It's a new Mexican wine country. Yeah. And the food looks fucking insane. And the wines yeah. are great. I did stage there actually. Did you? Stage in, wow. Yeah, back in like... Uh, did they pay you in Mezcal or wine? No. Wait, when was this? This was I think in like 2011 or 2012. Okay, so back in the day. Yeah. So I, I love the Valle. Um... I love how you know, 2011 is back. I spent a there, lot though. of time. <laughs> I spent a lot of uh, time there. My family. I, I grew up yeah. going there as a kid in the summers. Has it just kind of gained like yeah international attention? Has it always been like a wine country? Has it always been a, a culinary center? Because I feel like I've. You just recent, like in the last whatever, like, three or four years. Whatever yeah. agent they hired, like they hired Kale's agent because in the last <laughs> three years, I've heard nonstop social media posts and people talking about Valle de Guadalupe and all the restaurants there. Have those restaurants been there, or is it is it Americans just starting so the, to realize? The, the first restaurant there was Laha. That was the first like fine dining restaurant there. I don't know when they opened. Probably like two thousand nine, okay. two thousand ten. Okay. So we're talking in the last decade. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Absolutely. produced wine a little bit before that. So a lot of the wines are actually young wines. Right. It's new. But 
But now that we're, you know, in 2018, 2000, you know, when shit's coming to fruition. Yeah. Now we're like 20, you know, now you're going to be like 10 and then soon 20 years. And those wines are are developing. Right. Um, So it's cool to see how wine tasted there, you know, five years ago and how it's tasting now. And then all the growth. Uh, and it's just like one of the most beautiful places you can go to. The pictures are fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looks gorgeous. And then, and then you go through TJ and you get to experience TJ for the day and you can't go wrong with so much food there. Yeah. And so what, what I heard was like when the drug violence really kicked off, like starting around 2006, all tourism kind of dried up for TJ and for a place that its entire economy was predicated on white people coming down there and doing dumb shit. They kind of had to like reformulate shit. And in these, in, in, you know, the last decade, a a local driven food culture has emerged that didn't exist before because they were like, we got to do shit for ourselves. Tourism's dropped off. Let's focus on what we're doing for people who live here. I don't know. Has that been your experience? I I don't, I don't think that, I don't think the food culture grew because they were seeking outsiders to come in. Right. It's no, no, just, I'm saying when the outsiders stopped coming, they were like, we're doing shit for us now. Yeah. And the food's I, I, better because of it. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think that's a good observation. But now that's drawing in more people. Well, exactly. That's now, exactly. That now, now yeah. you know, like in those years of 2006 to yeah, 2009. If, you, if was, you look if you look at like tourist areas in Mexico, like the food's never great in right. those tourist areas. Right. Because right? it's they white cater, people they who don't cater to they don't other know. people. And then once those people start visiting, then it's like, all right, we're going to do our own shit. You right. Know? Exactly. We're gonna play with our own ingredients and we're going to make our own. And, There's nothing and to lose and it's everything to gain. Right. And I've heard the food scene in, in TJ is like fantastic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, people compare the Valle to, you know, let's say it's Paso Robles, it's Napa. Right. It's not. It's an, it's, 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 its own, its own thing. thing. Yeah. And like you have to experience it for what it is. And it's, it's so easy to drive there and then come back in one day and, or if you wanted to stay there and you get, you know, to get two or three meals there, they're going to be the best meals of it's the like, year. It's like, listen, uh, you, you can go to Vegas, but why yeah, not just go Vegas. down to fucking Vietnam? Dude, yeah. I'm, Let's just fucking do I'm it. Going. I've been planning on going like for like the last year, but I'm going to When you want to go, let me know. And, and, if, and if you live you in Los Angeles, you're a listener in Los Angeles and you haven't yeah. made that out to, to, if you're a food to TJ lover, get down or Ensenada or, or wherever. Finca, Altazona. It's so close. It doesn't, because it's another country, it doesn't mean it's far away. Right. Mexico, it's so close. Mexico fucking rules. If you're taking anything away from this episode, it's fu- Mexico fucking rules. Oh, yeah. hot take on hot. this episode. <laughs> Mexico Mexico kicks ass. Coming at you with that fuego take. Mexico is good, folks. <laughs> it's very good. How do you say hot take in Espanol? Uh, What's take? Toque caliente? Toque caliente. Whenever he speaks, whenever he speaks Spanish, he just slips into like game, like Mexican game show. He was show kind of host. Puerto Rican though. Oh, like, see, si, un toque muy caliente, oh, wey. Hey, did you hear him? He said you sound like a Puerto Rican. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thank you for oh, the so delicious mezcal and... Uh, Damn, I, there's like so much shit to look forward to with what you're doing. Yeah, man. Yeah. The, the horizon is shining. Maybe, maybe, maybe later this year I'll be back and we'll have some formal announcements to make. Also, I want to ask you, you're wearing a Farmer John hat. Are I'm you sponsored a, by Farmer John? I'm not sponsored by Farmer John, but <laughs> I like something for them. I like, food sh- I like food shit. So it's like, dude, I grew up like as a, like I'm a pocho. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Mexican American. Right, pocho. And it's like. I grew up eating Farmer Dodger John's, dogs, dude, yeah. and Dodger Dogs. Dude, and like, that's, that's, that's Farmer John. That, that is the quintessential. People like look at the hat sometimes. I grew up eating Hebrew like, National, oh. but that's just me. I think this is a perfect yeah. place to drop that my all-time personal record is five bacon-wrapped hot dogs in one city. 
Someone um, come and fuck with that because I don't think a lot of people. Are I got be able you. To I got you. I, I, I could more than five. I, I definitely. Do. I think. I think we need to. I don't think I could do it now. I don't think I could yeah. do it now. But I did it, and I. I think the I most. Honest, honestly, the most I've ever taken down is two. Five, five is actually two is a lot. Five, five is five so is, much. But wait, 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 what? What were the? What was the situation surrounding that? Were you just like, was, give me five fucking bacon wrapped hot dogs? No, or was like, I, was, I got one and then got another. And I was outside a bar. I was definitely drunk. It was at night. I, I you found up, a bunch of pizzas outside and you handed it out to everybody. As I do. I, I remember it was like He's done that. Watching the watching the emotional journey of the guy's face. <laughs> it was like, one, sure, here you go. Two, it was like, wow, you're coming back for a second. The third one, he thought I was joking. Then by the fourth one, he was like worried. He was like, he's like what's happening he's in like, your life? I have a printout about sodium right, for exactly. you. You need to and read this now. And then by the fifth now. one, he was just like laughing and we were both having a great time. Did you throw up? No, definitely not. You kept it down? I never throw up. I'm not uh, a thrower upper. Yeah, no. I, I, vomit, I, vomit free since. I'm an when? iron. I'm an iron belly. I'm like Seinfeld. I'm on. A, I'm on like a decade non-vomit streak. Really? I mean, from from drinking. That's that's. I incredible. was never a throw up guy. Uh, not a thrower upper. Not a thrower upper. Well, yeah, way to go. Well, let's uh, drink some more mezcal and then go to lunch and we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, drink well, mezcal and have a Vietnamese lunch and then we'll see. Eddie, it was a real pleasure. Let's uh, plug June 23rd. That's at Chica's Tacos in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, follow Chica's Tacos Definitely on Instagram. Yeah, you'll, you'll, what are they? you'll get at, in the know. At follow Tacos. me at Instagram if you want. But one of the best Instagram names. I love Eddie Munster. Eddie at, Munster. Love Eddie it. Munster. But it's T-R, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's no... Well, yeah, I guess. E-D-D-I-E. It's like M-N-N. Munster, like, like Monster. Widow's Peak. Like <laughs> me. No, well, I got it too. It's not a make it. it it's it's Eddie Munster because I, I like like from the Munsters, yeah, but yeah, it's also like Munster like the cheese. That's a great cheese. Yeah. Shout out to Munster Cheese for existing and being great in a panini unappreciated it's uh, great you can tell we've had some mezcal because we're shouting out cheese <laughs> <laughs> don't act like you don't love cheese i love monster cheese monster's great uh that orange bit on the side love that what love is that it. orange crisscross <laughs> thing yeah i like that part uh yeah follow eddie follow chica's tacos we're definitely going to be there on june 23rd so get yeah get, get your fucking tickets now folks that shit's selling the fuck out so come out for our signing you can bring any item you yeah, want yeah. carl and i will yeah, sign exactly. it for you we'll be there we should, price, actually do, we should actually do a podcast live we should well, live podcast would, yeah. that would be That'd tight be as fuck we should yeah. do a pod- i'll sign your copito live. roll yeah. up with your fucking copito uh follow the it's pod party on instagram that's at yap pod that's y-a-p-p-o-d follow me at carl hess Follow Joel at Joel David Miller. Three names. We can be reached via Gmail at yap42069 at gmail.com. All-time best email address ever. All-time greatest email address. If you're 12, you love it. Um, As we all are in our hearts. Right. (laughs) And um, this this has been uh, super fun. And I I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for taking the trek from Long Beach. Yeah, for sure. Look yeah. out for this motherfucker. They're, they're 2018 now, is going to be the year of Eddie Ruiz. Yeah. They're going to repay it, me by taking me out to lunch after yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get oh, you for, for that ugly remark. We did. God damn it. <laughs> you guys are taking me lunch. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we're going to fucking lunch. And we'll be back next week. Later.